Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tips brought to you by the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast and Hunt, Lift, Eat official. I'm Carter and I'm here with my co-host this week, Cole Reed. What's up, dude? Hey, what's up? It's Monday night. <laughs> it's Monday night. Classic. We're back on our we're back on our bullshit. Back on it, dude. Classic. We need a Tuesday tips for tomorrow. We're uh, we're riding high from our recent antelope trip. On the Great yes, Plains of Illinois. I'm tired, dude. Are you tired? I'm pretty tired. Yesterday was, I was sluggish yesterday. Uh, Just not moving, too, not moving too quick on anything. A couple early morning wake-ups and uh, active all day, man. Chasing those critters. Yeah, but definitely slept great last night. So feeling way better today. Good. Well, this will probably be a shorter one today, but we wanted to share a couple tips um, from this trip that we learned. Uh, this was Cole's first antelope. Uh, he shot a nice buck, and I shot my second antelope this trip. And if you're not learning uh, every trip that you go western hunting, what are you even doing, right? So a couple tips that we learned that we picked up uh, from this most recent trip. So do you want to kick us off or you want me to? Dude, I'll kick this off real quick. Um, this was a different hunt for me. And not only was it just because we were chasing antelope, but because my hunting partner was different this time. You know, so as most listeners know, um, I'm the one with the silver spoon up my ass. And I've always had you as my hunting partner. And you've always looked out for me, always fucking guided me through everything. And it's it's been great. But this was the first time I hunted with someone else. And so I think one of the mistakes that I made was I did not communicate with my hunting partner. So I think my tip here is, is whether, I think whether this is your first time hunting with someone or your, your hundredth time hunting with someone, just like Luke and Perry, um, talk with your partner, have a game plan going into this, talk about the small things like, Hey, who's going to shoot first? Uh, who's like, you know, who's going to be shooter, who's going to be spotter. How do you want to approach this and, and all that stuff. So I think communication between you and your hunting partner is a big one. And I think because I did not communicate, it led to unnecessary mistakes, stuff that could have been alleviated if we had just taken 10 minutes to talk things through, you know, make sure we're on the same page and then get after it. So that's one of mine communicate it's a good one man and you know you and i have, have this down pat by this point in time um you and i've gotten really good at it and it's not easy you can't just it's it's hard to be thrown into a situation with somebody you've never had before and be able to read each other's minds like you and i can or like luke and perry can uh, um it takes time and you probably need to say a lot more out loud than you think you do before it's game time right yeah for sure yeah, that's a good one. Um, one of my tips was, you know, we've talked about it before, but e-scouting. E-scout before you get out there. Like, have a game plan. Know where you're going on whatever piece of property that you're hunting. Um, public, private, whatever. We, we didn't have the luxury of going out there to be able to scout it in person. So when we saw it, when the sun came up, that was the first time we saw it. So we kind of had a little powwow the night before where we talked through, okay, we're going to split up. It's like, I, I want us to split up in groups of two. 
and want us to hunt north end of the property, mid and south end of the property. And, you know, I went north with Bobby and I was like, all right, we're going to hook around and kind of work towards you guys in case there's any goats in the bottoms. They'll come up to you. You're going to hunt high on the ridges. So you have a really good vantage point. And I knew where the bottoms were and I knew where the ridges were because I poured over these topo maps on Onyx for weeks and weeks and weeks um, and had access marked and backup access, every access possible. And I had what I thought would be good feed marked and I had, you know, water holes marked and I had interesting terrain features marked mm -hmm. and that, that proved crucial. Right. I mean, that's how I killed my buck after we kind of were done with our area. We went down to, I had an access marked way South where I thought I could loop around to the bottom end of this piece of state. Um, had it marked and anyways came across my antelope group before we even got there but um having everything marked and, and having an understanding of the terrain before you just like show up and see it is like really important um don't go in there blind especially the topography right you need it for these critters with their vision being what it is yeah for sure and using the onyx map i mean it it's great on the phone but logging into your computer and actually yeah. having kind of like a bigger screen and looking at it and, and it understanding it more. It, it is, it really is. And that's where I spent most of my time. You know, if I just had like 10, 15 minutes, you know, throughout the work day, I'd hop on Onyx real quick and just say, okay, I want to look at this little square mile right here just to see what it looks like. And because we did so much e-scouting, I think that really proved to help us uh, once we got out there, because like you said, we had all the access points marked. And I think just understanding one, where you're going to access and two, what are you looking for when you go to that access point um, was a huge help. So I think that's a great tip. E-scouting, we've talked about it before, and I will always bring that one up too. Um, I think it's huge, especially for, for people go from going from East Coast to West Coast, you know, going out, you know, into you know, those, those areas, um, we don't have the pleasure of having boots on the ground. So he's kind of the best we got. Yep. For sure, man. Um, I'd say after, you know, after e-scouting and after you've had a successful hunt, um, my last tip would be, you need to have a game plan for what you're going to do after the kill. Um, I've seen guys scramble, especially non-residents scramble with what to do i've been there too right i've done it before what all right now what do i do right i i accomplished hey everybody this is cole reed the hunt lift eat and fish lift eat podcast producer want to take a few seconds of your time to tell you that both the hunt lift eat and fish lift eat podcast are producing and publishing their podcast to youtube that's right we finally caught up with technology and we're posting all of our podcast videos to youtube you can find us on YouTube at Hunt Lift Eat Official. Come join us for the conversation. Put some names to the faces. And be sure to like, subscribe, and drop a few comments. And as always, we appreciate the hell out of y'all. My goal, and I you know, shipped my rifle in the belly of a plane a thousand miles west, and I shot this thing. Now what the heck do I do? You have to have a game plan. And we had a couple plans and a couple backup plans, so... We had packs with meat shells. We had game bags where we could quarter up if we shot it way, way back, um, quarter up in the field and be able to carry it out like that. So that was important. 
not just drag it all the way back, right? Because that's not always feasible and you don't always want your antelope to be full of cactus from the great plains of Illinois. Um, so you may need to be able to quarter or gut and quarter in the field. Back at camp, it's not ideal, but you and I bought a tarp on the way in. We stopped at Walmart, yep. small eight by eight tarp. And that's kind of like the easiest and simplest way to butcher your game uh, in camp on the ground without getting it dirty. So buying a cheap tarp from Walmart or whatever, easy enough, light, packable. Um, that was clutch. But the the most clutch thing that we had in camp this year, which was we were really uh, spoiled because Luke was able to drive, but he had the Gambrel hitch system that kind of oh, yeah. inserts into the hitch of his truck, and we were able to hang our antelope up from the Gambrel and butcher them that way, which made life exponentially easier because two guys could work on it at once and much prefer working on it like that than on the ground. So need to have a game plan. If you're going to bone it out and put it into coolers, <clears throat> you need a place to do that. Where are you going to do that? Right. Are you going to do it on a table or are you going to do it on a cooler top? I've done both. Um, where, what are you going to put it in? Right. I prefer those, the freezer Ziploc, the gallon ones with the actual I mean, zip like what do you call that thing? yeah the, the the slide, slide? on the top right. yeah i prefer that right because if you're going to fly with it and it leaks at all uh the airlines Stinky. will throw it out yep they'll throw it out and so you need to have a game plan you need to get a hard freeze on your meat before you get on an airplane where are you going to do that right so when you and i were looking at we tagged out early so we went and got a hotel changed our flight to go home early we got a hotel with a kitchenette and had a freezer in there. So we got to put our meat in the freezer for solid six or seven hours before we put it in the cooler to, to go home. Um, but those are all things you need to consider. I mean, it's a lot of logistics after you shoot the thing to, to get it home. <laughs> so have a yeah, plan. And I, I think the logistical piece, which, you know, I nerd out over, I don't always get it right, but I love doing it. So I, the logistical piece of getting out there and, and, you know, getting the kill, I think is where most people start or stop. And then it kind of hit that, Oh shit moment. How are we going to get this home? And I, I think that's something that's not always thought through, but I also think it takes making those mistakes to really figure out what works and what doesn't work. And luckily we've made those mistakes. So people learn from us. Don't let your cooler leak. That's a big one. That is a big and the one. cactus too. Are you still picking cactus? Did you get into any cactus while you were there? No, dude. I've learned from my mistakes. Well, I didn't because I'm still picking them out of my knees. <laughs> now still... I don't crawl through cactus. Dude, I was really smart and I crawled through it. So they're still stuck in my knees. But um, yeah, I think the last tip I have for tonight, and, and this is something we've talked about a lot on this podcast and a lot with the team, but finding your tribe, you know, find people that you enjoy doing life with, find people in this instance that you like going hunting with and spending time in the, the back country and, and getting away from it all. But I think one of the things that makes this hunt so much fun or going hunting so much fun is the people you surround yourself with. And so you know, you and I, we've been friends for over a decade now. 
And through this team, we've expanded our, our friend group with other people finding, you know, like-minded people, people who are driven and passionate about hunting. And I think that makes the hunt so much more fun because you're finding more and more people with those same values and that, that same passion uh, for chasing these animals. And so it just makes it so much fun when you can go out there with, with these same uh, sounded folks and, and go out there and do what you enjoy and you get to learn from them. They get to learn from you. And it's just such a great time. So that's my last one. Finding your tribe. I love it, man. It's important. I wish, I mean, the list, my, my list is substantial of people. I wish that could have been out there too with us. You know, it's like, yeah. man, I want everybody, you know, all the, all the boys on the team to be out here hunting with us. Like that would have been cool. For sure. Yeah, It'd be so much fun. Can you imagine just, we would buy, we would rent all of Steve's trailers. He'd be done for. <laughs> he only has buy, like six. You could probably buy the barn down. <laughs> probably. That's good, man. Well, sweet. Short, sweet to the point. Got anything else you want to add? No, sir. I'm uh, happy we were able to get this done. True fashion. We're going to post this in about four hours. Classic Monday. Well, oh, yeah. team applications <laughs> are open. If you're interested in coming to join the Hunt Lifty team, definitely look into team applications. Go check out huntlifty.com, join the team page, or shoot us a message if you have any questions. We'd love to see you over there. So appreciate the hell out of you guys. As always, we'll talk to you next week.